1: to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. The content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on coming to you straight from It Is What It Is Studios. I'm your host CEO Hayes. And this is the Awaken Soul Podcast. Right off the top, if you want to follow us, make sure you do so at the Awaken Soul Pod or at Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes. That's CEO And we have another great show planned for you this week. We've got uh, the Cookie Chronicles is back again today. We also have the In the of Hayes segment. And in the main discussion topic, I'm going to be breaking down and talking about how, like, black as fuck is being kind of dissected and I kind of understand it, but then again, I kind of don't. Uh, well, I agree with it and I kind of don't. So we're going to be talking about that uh, and just kind of how we tear down our own. Um, so it's it's going to be a quick, not as heavy as an episode as what we've had the last couple of weeks, um, but we're definitely going to get into it. We're definitely going to break it down. I'm really excited for what I have for you during the end of Mind of haze segment. Uh, before we get into any of that, I want to formally welcome Pretty Lit Convos, and Poetry After Dark to the Burks Media family. I'm really excited to have those podcasts added to the team uh, because Pretty Lit Convos is just, you got to listen to them. They're a vibe, and you cannot deny them and what they do and how serious they take their platform. It's fun. Uh, it's a little bit of everything. So I really love having these ladies as part of the team. So make sure you're checking out that podcast. And Poetry After Dark, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's like audio see Alice. Um, but no, it's really, it's a, it's a great podcast brought to you uh, by Stephanie. You guys have to check that out. Uh, just two new additions to the Berks, uh, media that I haven't had a chance to talk about yet. So, um, we're to mention that in this segment as well. Thank you for everyone who's been continually reaching out during this over the, uh, get out the way of your own happiness episode. Uh, Got a a lot of great responses to the episode and just how it touched people. So what I do with this podcast and what it's meant to do is to touch people. It's here to make you think. It's here to make you hopefully change your life in some way or cause conversations that maybe you've been hesitant to have uh, with your family or just with yourself. So uh, that episode definitely was able to do that. And I'm appreciative of everyone who's reached out. And commented on what that episode has meant to them. I really just—I've been in my like, even with all this cre- uh, this quarantine stuff, I've honestly been in a creative high. Uh, I can't really explain it uh it's 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 just been coming out naturally like that uh get out the way of your own happiness episode i literally sat down in front of a mic not really had a big plan of how i wanted to execute it and just recorded it all the way straight through uh it sounded more segment by the magic of audio editing so um yeah i'm just happy with the way that episode came out but without further ado we're gonna go ahead get into our intro music and i will catch you guys on the other side of that in my dark and twisted crazy ass
2: the following is a breaks media podcast you are now listening to the best podcast in the world the awakened soul hosted by my daddy yeah. Yeah. just gotta know To travel the globe, tired of being underlooked in this bitch. Tired of hearing, I can't wait till you blow. Had to step out of my shell for a bit. Cuz told me put my foot on their throat. Had to let go of some niggas last year. Wish they let my nigga out on parole. Niggas used to bump the warm up by cold. Why niggas used to warm the house with the stove? Shit, if he made it out of Now I be whipping some shit that I pray for All my shit paid for Niggas will switch on you quick like what team do you play for Identify nigga like case clothes All my life I've been 10 toes GED my initials So for what you talking I get every dollar I don't have a call if I did I would pop it Like nigga was popping but bro I can't
1: call it like So what's going on ladies and gentlemen Alright we're in my dark and twisted crazy ass mind And on this first segment What I have for you guys is a discussion On on the fact that georgia is reopening uh we have the barber shops and nail salons uh, the hair salons uh, a lot of other major businesses are opening uh in georgia uh this upcoming week and so that has led and you guys know i'm i i tend to sometimes go into conspiracy theories i don't always go into conspiracy theories um but with this one i think that i'd be flying not to So when you think about the fact that um, Georgia is is opening up, uh, you've had people like even the mayor uh, in Atlanta, Keisha Lance, and we had uh, Tina Knowles both come out to kind of tell people to just stay alert and to watch out and to stay at home uh, because they know what they're doing. And, you know, and the, the day that we know, I always feel like black people have always been the test subjects of things. We've always been patient zero. We've always been everything. So when you think, when you look at it as the reopening in a, in a state that has so many black people, um, it does start raising questions. AOS, I already think this whole reopening is too soon. You're worried about the economy before the people, but the fact that it's opening in Georgia, it just, it's so blatant in my opinion that it's like, okay, well, we're going to reopen. We're going to see how it does. Um, and then we'll, we'll, the other states can react according to it. And it was always going to be a state or a few states that are always going to be the first one's out the gate and they were going to probably all get this type of backlash. But at the same time, you have to this is fucking stupid, in my opinion. Uh, and we talk about it on the Bricks Radio and, you know, Mary's in New York. And while it's getting better in some states, I live in a state where it's getting better personally. you you. It's hard not to look at this and and see it as just them not caring about the people. And, you know, and, you know, the that that's just the flat out part of it. They're, they're not caring about the people in that state and in those cities generally. But then when you look at what they're reopening, like at, at least I'm I'm in Ohio and, and and our governor DeWine has said that, you know, with barbershops and salons, because it's hard to maintain the social distancing there, that they're going to look to see how they can eventually reopen that. But it's not going to be in the first wave. It doesn't seem like when we're opening May 1st, that's taking your people's and your uh, residents health into consideration. If you want to restart the economy, if that's something that you want to do, um, and, but you, you keep, and you tell people to maintain their six feet of social distancing and you're, and you're only reopening businesses in which that's possible. And you have limited staffing, limited people there that all makes sense. But when you look at it as Georgia going right into it with the nail slides, and I get it, people want their nails done. They want their hair done. Hell, if anyone who's looking at the video of this on YouTube, you see that I need my haircut and I need my, my beard trim. But you can't put that before the health and safety of people in a fucking pandemic. And like I said, that my conspiracy theory is that they know that black people are going to be the ones to probably rush out to get their hair and nails done. And then we're going to they're going to see how it goes. We're already being attacked. We're not attacked. This is already hitting us harder than any other community. And. When you look at stuff like this, it's hard not to have a conspiracy. It's not. It's hard not to be pessimistic about the way that you look at this and view it. Like for me, I'm just. I, I'm speaking for me here, um, and I know others share that. I already talked about the mayor and and Tina Knowles and other people have come out against it as well. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look. And I hope that our people that we stay um, diligent that we that we stay at home that we don't fall for it. But you know what? It's going to be people who have been have been pent up for the last month to month and a half. And they're understandably ready to get out. They're understandably ready to get their haircut, the nails done and regain some form of normality back in their lives. But is it worth it? Is it worth the risk? Really, when you look at what's happening and when you look at the statistics in this, let's let's just break it down by statistics. For those who, who may think that I'm looking at this as just a conspiracy theory and not really at, uh, well, I'm, I'm just kind of doing, going off a knee jerk reaction to it. Um, in 2018, there was a study done that found that, that black consumers are nine times more likely to spend money on hair and beauty than non-black clients. So when you tell me if anyone is, cause I I'm recording by myself. If you try to tell me that this, that, me being in my conspiracy theory mind is completely false. I'm not going to fucking believe you on this. When you look at those industries being opened up this early on, what in a, in a time where we really don't know what's going to spike, what's not going to spike, I can't trust you on that. I just can't. It's you're not going to get my blade. Like this to me is not. You're not protecting your workers. You're not protecting any the people in general. Um, with this, we already talked about a couple episodes ago. Episodes ago how african americans are dying at a higher rate than almost any other race from covid-19 so then when you when you think about stuff being opened reopened like this and and us all being back in close areas it's it's scary even healthcare workers are now starting to, to rise up on, on dying from the disease there was another story in which um a nurse who tried to get treated at the hospital she worked at for 10 years, could not a black woman and she died from COVID-19. I just, I, 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 for, I cannot understand why this is okay. I can't understand why Georgia as a state thinks it's all right to jump right back in. You can, you, I get it. You want to restart the economy, even opening more businesses and, and not these hair salons and everything. You can kind of get the economy back started in in tears. That's what one thing that I do like about our governor here, DeWine, is that he has really got ahead of it. That's part of why we're one of the few states uh, of our size that are are going down the way that we are, especially in Columbus, which is, I think, now like the 14th largest city in the country. So just this. You have to stay alert. You have to be on the lookout for it. And then to go back to Keisha Lance, the mayor, um, she mentioned and she talked about uh, the fact of she she tweeted um, out the same some of the same concerns that I have. And she she received a an anonymous text uh, that said, nigger, just shut up and reopen Atlanta. So for the people who just are watching the video on YouTube, you probably just saw me make a face to that because that it, like in a time like this, and this is one of the things, and, uh, and there was even another state, I can't remember which one it was, where um, a lot of uh, Democrats in that state like staged like a, a rally and did some stupid shit. Um, not Democrats, I'm sorry, it was Republicans, but um, th- this whole thing, when you have people calling and and saying stay diligent and you have people so focused on on the economy that now we're going into racial slurs and we're going into verbal attacks. It's it's this isn't easy for anyone. I want to make make sure that that's clear, but you have to stay aware and you have to look at what this looks like. Some things are just what they appear to be and it seems like we're going to be the test subjects again. So for the people and my listeners that are in Atlanta and in Georgia, I really feel for you. I'm afraid for you because like even and even the ones who don't rush out, even the people who don't rush out now and go to a hair salon or, don't, or go to a nail salon. Now you you have to be even more fearful just when you go out and get your basic needs, if you're maintaining, even if you're trying to maintain social distancing. But now, you know, you have to go to the grocery store for food or X, Y, Z. You Like, I really do think in my personal opinion that we're going to get another big spike, especially if a state of the size of Georgia a city of the size of Atlanta um, just automatically goes back into acting like life as normal. This is going to get worse again. And maybe that's just me kind of being traumatized by this whole COVID-19 thing. I will admit that this thing has really put me in a, in a weird space. But it's like, or, or, what what is the value of human life to risk it at this point? I get it. We're good. It's going to have to open up eventually at some point. I understand that I'm not acting like it's not, that we're going to. Either way, it's going to be another spike, I think. But just... Be on the lookout and let me know how you guys think. Do you guys also do you agree with my mind that it seems like this is uh, with the conspiracy theory that they're going to allow us to be the test subjects again? Let me know what you think. I'm not one to always kind of stir up this kind of thing, even though I think it a lot. I do have a lot of thoughts like this and a lot of conspiracy theories in my mind, but I try to keep those down on this platform just because I don't want to be the cause of of stirring up anything at all um getting people more worried than what they need to be but in this one I felt like it was time I felt like it was needed and I felt like I'm just in doing it if you disagree with me let me know below on YouTube or you can go ahead and send me an email for the for the ones who are listening to this on the podcast version you can get at me on Twitter I gave my social media earlier as well I'll be on the lookout for because this is a discussion that I want to have with people to know how they feel as well if you guys agree with me let me know. We're going to go ahead. We're going to get into a break. We're going to get into the Cookie Chronicles. You're also going to hear an ad for another Breaks Media podcast, and I will catch you guys on the other side of both of those.
3: What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs.
4: And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law
3: and Legal Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast And our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky.
4: Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday.
3: Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available.
4: Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey!
3: What? Sometimes people do like the opposites.
4: segment here on the awakened Soul Podcast. This is your girl, the first lady, and I have like the biggest rant today. Actually, I'm going to try to make it as small as possible. Now, there are a lot of us who are single and who are not parents, and we do not want to be asked every time, when are we going to get married and when are we going to have kids, okay? Everyone's oh. desire is not to be married. And even if it is, who the fuck wants to be reminded that they're not married yet? Every time somebody asks them when are they going to get married and settle down. Another thing, everybody doesn't want kids. It's nothing wrong with kids. It's nothing wrong with them at all. I love them, but I do not need my family members, great grandmothers, my friends, my older friends, and my friends that already got three and four kids at thirty something, when I'm gonna have some. Now if you know me, know me, Do you know I'm already undecided of whether I want the little terrorists or not. <laughs> and I say that in a joking way, they're not terrorists, but I don't even know if I want kids. Don't keep asking me when am I gonna have children? Everybody don't want kids. Everybody's desire is not to be a parent or to be married. And I think it's really crazy and fucked up for people in our society to continue to ask us single people and and non-parents when we're going to do something just because y'all did it early or y'all did it first. Like, if that's not a goal of ours, then be okay with it. It'll happen when it happens, if it happens, and that should be the end of it. I think it's real crazy to constantly ask somebody, why are you single? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you married? When you're going to get married? When you're going to have kids? Oh, and here's the favorite one of mine personally. Well, Tia, you're 33. You're going to be 34 this year. You better start popping out kids now. You're going to be too old. You don't want to be no old parent. First of all, again, I don't even know if I want kids of my own. And second. Even if I did, who are you to tell me that I can't wait until I'm at least 40 to have children? Okay, as far as I'm concerned, I got at least a good 10 more years to go if I want. There are plenty of women of color these days, in this day and age, that are having kids older, and they're still healthy pregnancies, and they're still healthy babies. Do not rush me. Do not put me on no time. Frame of when you feel like I should have shit done by because it's not gonna work out for you in the end. Leave people the fuck alone. <laughs> and even if people have expressed to you that marriage and kids is something that they want, like I said, who the hell wants to be reminded that they're not there yet every time there's a conversation about relationships and children? If you want them to have kids that bad, make them your, your children's godparents, okay? That way they can give your, their, your child back whenever the hell they feel like it. I'm pretty sure a lot of us are aunts and uncles, you know, and we get enough of that through them. <laughs> but I need for people who do have kids and who are married to chill out, okay? Just chill, take a breather, just pray, okay? Pray for us. Pray that us single people and us people that are not parents, that we get the desires of our heart. And if that is so our desire, then the Lord will see fit to make that work out for the, for us if that is in his will and in his plan. Other than that, leave people to hell alone, okay? That's all I got for today. I just had to rant a little bit because I've been being asked that all the time. And y'all already know, like, I'm on on a bunch of, uh, not a bunch, but I'm on a couple of dating sites. And I get asked that a lot. So it's a little irritating. And it's one of the reasons why I will ghost a nigga via inbox if he's like, oh, well, you you old. You getting up there. You better start popping out some kids. um, Sir, excuse you. Mind your business. Okay? Mind your business or you're pretty you got a lot going for you why you not married mind you ain't married either okay we both here at the same place looking for the same thing so (laughs) what's wrong with you okay but again I just had to do the little rant I didn't mean to be like extra extra I just had to share and I know this was not long it wasn't long at all but I just I had to get that off my chest because it's happening so much more now And it's just annoying. It's annoying. My other friends hate it. We all hate it. Just stop. But again, just had to rant. You can catch me, the first lady, on Instagram at D-A-F-I-R-S-T underscore L-A-D-I. Catch me on my lives during the week at Tia, the first lady, on Facebook. And follow Cookie Chronicles at Cookie Chron DMV on IG. All right, y'all. Be mindful of what you say to others. Think about things before you speak and think about how it would make you feel if someone said it to you and you were in that position. Alright? Now I'll catch y'all next week. Holla back. Bye.
2: No rall be rap, quite like I can. I'll take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. Not the last mafioso so I'm my MC cop. Make it say go LL.
1: All right, so we are into the discussion topic for this week's episode, and in something that I don't talk a lot about on this podcast, I don't really get very often to the like the TV uh, realm consistently. I don't like do like a lot of movie reviews here. I know I've done some Marvel ones in the past. I think the last one I've done was like Infinity War. It's been a long time since like I really delved into movie full movie reviews because now we have the film frequency. That's kind of my place to talk about TV and film and stuff like that. Um, but this week, and this is something that I kind of went back and forth with on, do I really want to cover this? Do I really want to jump into this? But I think I do. And the reason is like, I want to talk about black as fuck. So this is the new series from, uh, Kenya Barris, uh, who wrote girl's trip. Uh, he helped create Blackish, mixed ish, all the ish shows. I can't remember all the spinoffs from that. Cause I never really got into them. And the response to this has just been really, really one that I think we kind of have to talk about. And here's why. So for the first thing that I saw after this happened was the whole Rashida Jones uh, being cast as as his mixed wife. And people didn't think she was mixed enough, which she's a mixed person. So she's representative of that. Like people have this this whole thing that they went into of thinking how mixed people should be represented on this TV show. And it's like, we're not just like, we're not just one mixed people don't just look one way. So the fact that she is a mixed, she is half black. um, And the fact that like people had to initially ran into taking issue with the way that she looks and that she wasn't depicted or they didn't cast someone who had curlier hair or whatnot. And that part of Kenya Barris's life is real. He is married to a mixed woman. So he cast someone who was similar her and all these shows are like parts of their life blackish is is based on his life as well and so that was one of the first things i saw from the series before episode i watched or anything i'm just looking at it like but rashida jones is mixed and the, the thing that that we sometimes have a problem with in black culture is we want representation in the way that we see it sometimes we don't always care about representation in a real and realistic way we we have this inherent colorism Sometimes that we have, or like we we, and it's so funny because I think that what we do as Black people sometimes is that we we claim people who aren't who are mixed as well, but if they look more Black, we automatically claim like their victories. Like for example, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who is never never, at least to my knowledge, has ever identified as African American, even though he is it. He identifies more with his Samoan heritage, um, but we 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 claim him as Black. And that's fine. He is partly black. But someone who is Rashida Jones, who is part black, who just looks more white in her features than African-American. And now I see this attack of her and like a whole article written on why Kenya Barris didn't get it because he casted Rashida Jones. And it's just like that shit is fucking stupid to me. I don't understand that aspect of that argument when we have someone who is mixed race in a black show and someone she was supposed to be black. And even the the depiction of her characterization like where she has said like oh i'm either not black enough or like she tries to figure out like it's weird place to fit in this is things that we hear mixed race children talk about all the time so the fact that it was depicted is like shouldn't we be happy that they're actually and yeah it's a comical show so it's not going to be all extra heavy but shouldn't we take victory in the fact that for people who do identify who are mixed race that we get some of that struggle yeah it's played for comedy but we get it. We, we were getting it in this show. It finally being depicted so people can understand it and see it. And the people that are mixed can identify in that. But instead, we're deciding to attack it. And I'm someone I say all the time. I don't just support shows because they're black. That's never me. I'm not even getting to whether I, I, well, I, I do dislike the show, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about how we attack it um, from the standpoint of race and colorism when we don't necessarily have to. And in my opinion, we shouldn't even be taking that stance it's just weird because they could have very well got somebody who was racially ambiguous enough to play that and i don't know it's just it just really blew my mind to see it and you know and and i don't want to completely you know i'm not going to completely uh uh, vouch for the show or completely detract from it like I, the show isn't that good to me and i think part of it is is that coming out, out of the race thing and now into the show itself i think that this is the problem that i have with like just blindly supporting things just because they're black and and holding up to quality because what i think netflix and in a, in a large part kenya bears because we have to hold him because he's done some great work before in this show is that and I've i've also supported netflix as well like they've done very good with cultural shows black culture shows We got trigger warning. We got uh, when they see us like the the list goes on. You know, Marlon Wayans has had his deal there. So they do work with black people. And I think this kind of lays more at the foot of Kenya Barris than it does Netflix. I want to say that specifically now. But I think that when you get a blackish show with more with cursing. So that's it's blackish with cursing. That's what black as fuck is. Um. And you just threw it at the at the thing. You didn't make anything different. There was nothing to make this show stand out. And I kind of, as much as I hate the the attack that it's getting for the race aspect and the colorism with Rashida Jones, I'm appreciating that people aren't just saying that this is the greatest thing on earth because it's black, and actually looking at the show itself and the quality of it. It's shot beautifully, and there are some great scenes in it. There's some great conversations that happen, especially with like Tyler him and Tyler Perry. There are some some messages and some notes and some tones in this. Series that I think are great and conversations that need be, need to be had, but at the same time, I'm looking at the show and I'm just thinking: Did they just think, "Oh, we're going to get the black viewer because of this," or "Oh, I, I'm I'm the creator of Blackish; they're gonna love this," and it just didn't hit. So I'm glad from that standpoint that people are calling it to carpet, and it can improve. I, you know, Netflix already has it, and I and I kind of I don't always believe their little chart things because it's funny how everything that's new there is automatically in like the top five charting around the country. But, um, they're probably, they're going to get a second season. At least I, that's my speculation. I don't know if they've already signed like a multi-season deal before the season even started, but I do think they're going to get a second season. And Hopefully, uh, Kenya bears being a, a talented writer and things that he's done makes the, makes the correct adjustments to make this show better. Because I think that this, something like this is needed. Um, and you know, uh, just it being like it's like a, a, a black version of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but without anything that made it special. Um, and I know it's a comedy, so I'm not going to get too deep deeply involved in the aspect of it there. But I, I it was another article that I want to talk about. So that was my like little mini review on the show itself or whatever. Um, but I read an article uh, and I found it through the root, but I think it was actually the root linking to another website, and I can't remember the website. It'll be in the description though. Um, and saying that Kenya Barris only has love for white people uh, with, with this show. And I think that's a little bit too harsh of a critique. And I know I just critiqued it as well. But again, this is goes back to like the blindly tearing down of stuff like this is a comedy show with comedy, even though it's 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 about or it's about black people. Right. The depiction of the blackness of this show, I think, bo- has bothered some people. Uh, black-ish, uh, even though I had, haven't watched every season, I didn't get the as cheesy aspect of this. But I think with this show, it being black people who are fairly who are successful and rich in the in the universe of the show. Um, that does it cater to white people? And that's something I'm going to leave up to you guys. And that's going to be kind of the open discussion part of this is, do you think that black as fuck was catered more towards white people that want to see blackness, but not understand black people? Um, you know, I don't think that he only cared about white people in the show. I think he saw a lane in which was going to make it funny. I think he saw a lane in which, you know, seeing the black people who are successful are rich and kind of can do whatever they want to, and maybe have a hard time, uh, connecting with just the the regular black people and folks like I understand wanting to attack it and write that show from from that standpoint, but I think that it was just some some of the stuff that was special about a show like Blackish got completely left out. Um, and so you know, and people saying that he only cares about the white audience and white critics, and I, I I don't know, I haven't seen as much about him outside of like just the products that he wrote. Like I haven't seen an interview with him. I haven't seen anything with him talking about it so I can't really talk to or give or say that I feel like that's necessarily true but I can't say that it's not either but I think we fall in that it falls in that bubble that kind of all black creatives and tv shows and writers kind of fall in is like how much do I write this to where it's easily accessible for all races or how much do I like have to make it I have to kind of appease what white people want to see blackness as. And I and I, for one, like I said, I've said that many times uh before with a lot of black produced things, is that I think that we fall in in the trap of we we support it because it's black, but it's an ulterior motive behind it. It's kind of exploiting black people, it's exploiting black culture, it's exploiting um stereotypes of black people. This show kind of does that. But because it's a comedy. I think that maybe I wasn't as offended as it as some people were, but I can't take away from your offense of it. It's just overall right now, I think with the the new focus on black creators in Hollywood specifically, we got Lena Waithe. We got Ava DuVernay. We got countless uh, shows and exclusives that were based on things from black culture and black people. Um but we're going to get to that point now, especially with like hip-hop being the most mainstream music. And uh we've talked about on this podcast before how the imitation of black slang and black vernacular in um in social in uh these companies' social medias and in their uh promotionals and, and commercials and everything has been at an all-time rise. Um so when we're in in a world like that where it's really starting to be so much blackness out there it is going it gets commercialized and then we have to deal with and then we have to rectify in our heads all right how much of commercializing black stereotypes and black stories now is it does it start being offensive or do we where do we put our support at you know and off the just the top of looking at kenya barris and what he's done um, kenya barris as uh, for what he's done we would have automatically assumed that this was going to be something that we supported. Um, So I would like to say that I like to think that now something, especially this being this high profile, it starts opening people's eyes more to kind of the things that I've been talking about for a while here. And then just watching what you support, watching what you put your time behind and not just blindly going and supporting things just because they're black. But we also can't just tear them down either because we don't we don't identify. It's such a weird place that I'm in with this show because I don't like the show. Um, I don't necessarily agree with some of the hate that it's getting, but the colorism and the things that are in it that, well, that it's turned to in like social media and stuff now, it's just like, I don't necessarily agree with either. So I'm in a weird place of not, I don't want to defend the show, but I want to defend maybe the intent of the show. I'm not quite sure where I am with it. I'm still working through my feelings with it on this episode, but it's just like, that's why it's the open discussion. How do you guys feel about black as fuck? Black, black af however it's supposed to be said because it's just like it, w- it had such a great opportunity and especially when you start seeing those promos and they had tyler perry and Issa Rae and just so many black directors and writers uh that he that he talks to and that they pop up in and out of the show it's just like this could have been something special and i think it can still be savage savage <laughs> it can still be salvaged but i really just think that what we need to do is we need to hold it accountable but I also think we need to give it space to see what can, how Kenya can Barris responds to the criticisms of it, um, and maybe he doubled down doubles down on it. I don't know. I can't say. But I really just hope that things improve. We and with the whole racial aspect of it. Listen, Rashida Jones is half black. Get off of. Leave that woman alone. And and you know the importance to identify. You're not going to see yourself or even your opinion or what you want to see in everything. But that doesn't stop it from being a representation or someone who should be able to represent us. That's all. I just want to leave on with that. Let me know how you guys feel. I know relatively short episode, but I, it just really, I really I had like originally, like last week, I, I planned to come in this week with a different topic, but I really couldn't, I didn't want to leave it. Like I, I really wanted to talk about it and work through my thoughts on it because it's just such a, a weird place that I'm in with this. And especially in what I talked about in the, in the mind of Hayes segment, It's just, I just feel like it all, it all came together, um, to, to really be talking about this and break it down a little bit more, but let me know what you guys, how you guys think, what you guys feel, if you agree or disagree with me, you know, this is an open discussion here on the Awakened Soul, um, but that's it. I got nothing left. So I'm going to go ahead and give our social media, make sure you follow us at Awakened Soul Potter at the Awakened Soul Potter, depending on where you're looking for us at. Make sure you also follow me at C E O Hayes at C E O H A I Z E. Follow the Breaks Media Network. Go to the You can find all our podcasts. We're doing some revamping of the website. I'm really liking how it's turning out. Um, shout out to um Dan from Black Law and Lies and a few screws loose. shout out to AJ from what we're gonna do. Um, shout out to BJ from Chain- on change of the subject. Those are the brothers that I really, I really like how they're pushing forward their shows and their, and their content. And that's not it. If I didn't mention you, it's not a slight, those are just the ones that are on my mind right now. Um, also I want to do, uh, while I'm here also promote that we do a live, we have been doing, uh, something, uh, more live on, um, social media on Saturdays where we just kind of help creatives, um, and what they can build what they can do. It's an open conversation. It's really fun. Uh, So make sure you go and follow us there so you can be part of that discussion. But that's it for this week. I think I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to go ahead and head out. Thank you for uh, supporting me and everything, like I said at the top of the show, but I love each and every one of you guys. I'm out for this week. Peace.